Good afternoon and welcome to the LearnDigitalAdvertising.com Daily Marketing News. I'm your host, Rick. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm your other host, Juan. And we've got about seven or eight stories to go over quickly today on September 11, 2019. Juan, get us started. Yeah, we can just start it real quick here. We were out for a little bit because of the hurricane, but we're back now bringing the news as consistently as before. So first up, we got Bing is launching a negative keyword conflict report for shopping campaigns. So if you're running shopping campaigns, there's not really any other way to block out certain search terms besides adding negative keywords. Bing's now gonna help you out with that. You'll be able to see a report with a list of SKUs that could be potentially blocked by your negative keywords. And you'll see a report up on the screen there, something similar to that. Yeah, and what you see there uh, are a list of your SKUs. Um, you have a column to uh, show your basically product ID, which we've blocked out for privacy reasons. And then it shows you which negative keyword is actually blocking that product from showing. So the idea here is if a certain SKU is matched with a negative keyword that you didn't really expect to block that particular product from showing, um, this is your chance to correct it. Um, we did run this for a client and I think there were over like 15,000 rows. So it became a little difficult to just kind of at a glance, uh, you know, make sense of. But I think if you, you know, move it over to a pivot table or throw it into Data Studio or, you know, find a good way to sort of break that up for larger campaigns, um, you know, may help draw some attention to potential issues you have. I'm on the fence. I think it's kind of useless, but we might find use for it later and change our minds. But um, it's you know another step that Bing is taking to improve the network, and we like that. So. Yeah, that's good. Very good. Next up, we have Google Ads. Uh, it's a new uh, setting within Google Ads um, for seasonality. So uh, a lot of us do use big bid automation at this point, and the problem with bid automation when it comes to seasonal stuff, especially when the seasons are very sharp, meaning that you know the you know, one day things aren't good and the next day season really kicks in, or even just for holiday season when, when over the course of a few weeks, conversion rates for retail, for example, can change pretty drastically. It takes automation like a while to catch up to that data. So what the seasonal setting is, and this can be applied at like the account level, uh, campaign level. I'm not sure if it can go down to the ad group level or not. Uh, but the idea is that you're telling Google, this is when I expect my season to change, and this is the conversion rate percentage I expect to see. So it's kind of like an intelligence to help your automation so that Google knows, okay, on this day, uh, maybe I can get more aggressive, for example, or, you know, yeah, that's that kind of thing. So um, I think it's a really cool feature. We haven't gotten a chance to try it yet. We will report back, of course, once we, you know, get some more experience with it, um, because we do have a few seasonal clients that we could run this for. So yeah, definitely. cool feature. All right, looks like we got Data Studio is migrating their files away from Drive. Well, let's just stop for a second yeah. here. The photo on screen is from High Fidelity, which is one of the greatest breakup movies of all time. And now that Data Studio is breaking up with Drive, that's the purpose for the photo. Juan didn't understand it. I hope you, the user, do. Juan, go ahead. Sorry. I know it's John Cusack. That's right, John that's Cusack's him, right? in a record store. His girlfriend broke up with him, so he calls all the old girlfriends to find out why they broke up with him so he can fix himself. It's a great movie. And the other guy looks great like, actor. A, like a sickly Tim Ferriss. Kind of. <laughs> 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 but yeah, uh, back to that. What were we talking about again? Yeah, that studio's migrating their files away from Drive. And it's really just to simplify the the process of connecting and managing your, your data sources on Data Studio. And it, it does get kind of messy depending on how many clients, accounts, different type of data sources you have uh, with the current way of, of things. So, and, and it we, looks like... Yeah, we, I've totally messed this up where I just see 
you know, files in the, you know, the root of drive. They're actually data sources and I don't remember what they are. Just delete a bunch and all of a sudden like 20 dashboards are broken. So uh, yeah, super happy about this. Um, yeah, I think some of the key things are if you're if you're a uh, if you're using free Google, basically nothing you need to do. Everything's just going to get migrated. Data sources will be stored elsewhere. Dashboard should be fine. Uh, G Suite users possible so that there's waiting. something you have to do manually. Yeah. We're waiting to find out. Cool. What we got next? Next is Facebook dating. So I will say this first: one does not use Facebook a lot, but he has agreed to start using Facebook and dating on it for the purpose of this show to tell us how it works. But now that Facebook data is here in the United States, um, users can opt in for a dating profile. Uh, it integrates with Instagram, so all of your fake I'm happy pictures that you post on Instagram can come right into your dating profile nice. to make you look like a better, happier person. <laughs> and uh, you can also pick up to, at this time, nine secret crushes. So all those friends you have out there with secret crushes, you can pick up to nine of them if they choose you as well. Bam. You can get married and I wonder what happens have kids, and get a mortgage, pay bills. So you can have like nine dating people at the same time? Well, you can have nine secret crushes, oh. and if more than one of them has a secret crush on you, I don't know what happens. Social it's, life. It's not a secret it? anymore, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I hope it causes problems. I can't <laughs> wait to hear what happens, Juan. Thank you for doing this for us. Yes, Juan. I shall be uh, your, uh, your experimental dating <laughs> Facebook app guy. All right, next up, we got LinkedIn is offering free courses on their platform. Interesting. <laughs> yes. They are going to give you an educational course explaining the basics of LinkedIn marketing, uh, organic marketing on LinkedIn. It's it's important. I, I would say it's something that it's good that they're they're focused on training people on how to use LinkedIn. Networking is huge. Um, if I'm if honestly, I might take take the course myself and give you some feedback on it. Um, but basic, including audiences, campaign setups, on as far as ads as well. Yeah, super a good move. You know, mirrors what. Google did with ads, what Facebook does with ads, you know, the more, uh, you know, users know how to use it, the more they're going to spend. So, um, you know, we'll be interested to take that course. And because we are LearnDigitalAdvertising.com, we will tell you how it is. All right, next, um, Google Search Console. So Google finally says goodbye to the old Search Console. So uh, I estimate that this will save about 40 million clicks a day from webmasters who go into Search Console and then just have to, you know, the old version, then just click to the new one. If you know what I'm talking about, then you do this on a daily basis. But um, basically nothing has changed. Now you just go straight to the new Search Console and you don't have access to the old anymore. But the new is way better and more useful. So super happy Being about with that. The new. All right, we got next up webmasters to support new ways for no follow. So the uh, Google webmasters are going to give you some more options as far as no follow links. There's going to be some updated uh, references. So now you can identify which links are sponsored uh, and also user generated. So there's, there's two different ways you can identify a no follow link now and the standard no follow will still be there. Um, but interesting, you're, you're mentioning about the comments and now, if someone comments and, and does a link, you want to identify it as user-generated. So you can tell Google, hey, I'm not associated to this, but I'm still going to let my users post. Yeah, and it's, I think it's super nice because, you know, and as Nessio, I start to think about, uh, you know, what is the link sort of juice discount going to be for the different types of relationships? So, you know, to me, sponsored would be something that Google could say, well, they're paying for it, therefore no value. But, you know, user-generated content, theoretically, 
uh, if you're if you're actively managing the content that your users generate, it should be pretty good quality. And therefore, you know, some of those links may pass Link Juice. Um, it's it's all going to be a complete guess, but you know, I, yeah. I imagine that over time we're going to see some different uh, sort of relations link ex outbound link, you know, relationship type tags. But um, these two are new. Um, you know, a couple things on this. Google is saying don't go back and change all your no files and try to categorize them correctly. Uh, they're just trying to establish sort of this new standard moving forward. Um, so. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with it. Um, don't expect any major algorithm yeah. shifts as a result of it immediately, but um, it's something to keep an eye on. And uh, yeah, thank you for joining us. And uh, as always, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Check us out at LearnDigitalAdvertising.com and troll us in the comments below. Have thank a great you guys. day. Have a great day.